Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 57 with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am from Holland, Father Roderick. And we are here this week with yet another episode where we will share with you our own personal journeys of pursuing a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And of course, we will encourage you, hopefully, to join us in this journey of living a more balanced and healthy life. And uh, that's what this show is all about. So, Father Roderick, it's been two weeks. Where's What's been going on? Ah, well, <laughs> I think you've got more stories to tell than I, because you went away on a cruise, and uh, I just uh, carried on my normal life, very boring, nothing fancy, nothing special, uh, just doing my things, and uh, of course, I want to hear all about that cruise and how it went, because we, the last time we spoke, you were like, hmm, this is going to be challenging. It's going to be on this boat. Uh, it's going to be lots of food. It's going to be busy. I'm going to meet lots of people, but I'm not sure. You know, I've got this pledge with my wife that we're going to be careful and uh, try to stay balanced. And of course, well, I want to hear whether that was a success or not. <laughs> How did it end? How much Cliff <laughs> came back in terms of pounds? <laughs> well, I just want to tell you, my wife lost half a pound while we were gone. Holy moly. I know. <laughs> and I you know. found it for her? I, I found that half pound. <laughs> and then some. Uh, it, you know what? I, 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 should f- I almost feel like I should be ashamed to tell you how much I came back with. But mm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm not. I don't feel bad a, about it. I, re- remind me me again and and the listener uh, what kind of cruise this was and what the what what the occasion was for sure. that cruise. Okay, so so the deal is is that um my one of my greatest dreams was to meet this guy named Dan Miller who wrote a book called Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love, and uh, uh, it was a book and his podcast had radically changed the way that I feel and look at work and 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 really being being okay with the idea that you can do what you love for a living and you can fulfill your God-given purpose that God has designed you for and make a living from doing what God's called you to do. And and so this he had been such an inspiration to me that I had this massive dream of one day having the opportunity to meet him and maybe interview him for my podcast and over the course of, you know, 2 weeks of putting that dream out there, uh, that dream became a reality. And not only that, but he uh, eventually, over the course of just a few more weeks, became a client and a close, very personal friend. And I was invited to go on a cruise and be a guest speaker on uh, a seven-day cruise called No More Mondays, which is actually uh, named after another book that he did called No More Mondays. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the idea was that you know this cruise was a business-slash-vacation getaway where I'd have the opportunity... Uh, my wife and I, and we took our family along, our entire family of five, and um, we had the opportunity to meet a lot of other people who are self-employed, have their own businesses, have their own brands. It was an opportunity for Stephanie and I to share our story about how we left miserable, or how I left my miserable career in insurance, and uh, we're working together as a husband and wife, and and just the story and and, and how we were able to uh, overcome a lot of difficult times to actually make doing what we love for a living work. And, nice. And so that's that's what the cruise was all about. And wow, was it amazing. Yeah. 
How was the weather? Was it, is it, it, I don't, I have no idea what, what, what kind of weather it is over in the United States. Sure. Over here, it's cold. It's still kind of wintry. Well, when uh, we left, it was 20 degrees Fahrenheit, which is uh, below uh, freezing. That's cold. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and that had been the approximate temperature. It had been snowing off and on uh, for weeks leading up to when we left. And we cue, cue the music of uh, uh, Titanic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ahead. <laughs> so, so that's that's here at, at, in our home state of Northern Kentucky, uh, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. But to board this cruise, we needed to get to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, because I decided to take our entire family of five, my, Stephanie, myself, and our three young children. Uh, I decided that with the cost of airfare, it probably wasn't going to be feasible for us to pay, you know, as much as we were paying to go on the cruise and also pay for airfare there and back. So I decided to rent a rental vehicle to to make this trip and this journey to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which mean mm-hmm. which meant a two day drive mm-hmm. driving in a car it's with three kids in the back, with three <laughs> kids in the back, a two day drive. Wow. And, and here's the th- situation. This is the first time in my life uh, that I've ever gone away, especially owning my own business, that I ever, leading up to it, I was not stressed out and had no anxiety. During the, the two-day drive down, the entire seven days of the cruise and the two-day drive back, not once did I experience a single ounce of stress or anxiety about being away from my business for that period of time. Good. It Excellent. is unbelievable. So, so I'm, I haven't. I don't think I've shared how many pounds I've gained yet. But uh, I just want to say this: I, I could care less what the scale says at this point because I I experienced in my mind the biggest win that I could possibly achieve through my pursuit of a balanced life at this point, and that is to be able to not be controlled by anxiety and fear about my income and and you know whether or not ends are going to be met and and all of this other stuff god had really been laying on my heart and and setting a foundation for us to be able to leave and and to experience a stress-free anxiety-free time together as a family and to to also blend work and play together um in such a way that that this the the things that god had inspired me to do leading up to this that just made it a breeze that's that's very good to hear, especially um, I know you since uh, since a long time, <laughs> and uh, uh, if I think back, uh, just perhaps even a, a year ago, uh, you were someone's always working, always you know preoccupied with the next big thing, um, lots of well, not really stress because you 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 work. You do work that you love to do. It's a, it's it's a passion, but that, your life was very very busy. I mean, way busier than uh, I, I felt like an old guy compared to you, which I am. <laughs> I felt like a really old guy. How oh, where did you find the energy to go this fast? <laughs> but it, it's good to hear that you found a way to kind of let go and enjoy uh, these these past these past days, these past two weeks. It, it, That's it was it's amazing and god and and I shared in pursuing a balanced life my own personal podcast about pursuing a balanced life um that you know one of the the big things that god's been really laying on my heart this year is is number 1 seek him first 
and mm-hmm. seek his kingdom and and first, uh, and then learn the things that he wants me to do and follow through with those, and that everything else is going to be provided for me. That's Matthew six thirty three. And, yeah. and that's every single morning, God's just laid that clearly on my heart. And through the process, what what really I, I came to understand is that, you know what, I am working inefficiently. You know, so much of what I've been doing all these years, yeah, I've been working around the clock. And yes, I have loved what I've been doing. But but even though I was loving what I was doing, it was always there was always a great deal of stress and anxiety about whether or not what I was doing and and even though I loved it, whether or not it was going to pay the bills the next month. Yeah. So that yeah. that's the thing. And and so I, while I was working around the clock, I was not working efficiently, and I wasn't being the best steward of the resource of time that God had provided me on a day by day basis. And so I allowed myself to work you know on so many different things and and so and and working in so many different directions and not really having a clear understanding of, of how everything fits in together to kind of make the most efficient use of my time where I become productive, profitable and also where it benefits my my clients the most. Mm-hmm. And 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 once I started spending time alone with God Every single morning, and I don't say that to be boastful or arrogant because I, I, I always stress that because I don't want people to think that Cliff's super spiritual because I, I really sucked at this for years. But since mm. the beginning of this year, every morning waking up and spending time alone with God, it's become evident that God has clearly spoken to my heart about some some specifics that I should be doing to change the way that I work. And since then, I'm telling you, I, I spend an hour, hour and a half alone with God in the morning, and and I find myself, Father Roderick, even before I left and since I've been back, it, it's sometimes 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm still in my pajamas sitting there with my laptop in my lap, uh, relaxing, and <laughs> before I get started with, quote-unquote, the intense work of the day. Yeah. And, and it's such a different approach, and, it, and it's amazing. It's an experience like this that makes you realize how, how far you've come, how much you've changed. Yes. Uh, and that's, yeah. And I, 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 I kind of feel that you're right. It, 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 and, and we've said this before. Um, living a balanced life is not just about the scale. It's not just about how much you weigh or calorie counting. I mean, that, that, all that is, is important to, as, uh, those are ingredients for a balanced life. But there, is, there are values that are even more important than that. And it's very important to get to that level. It's like what you see on The Biggest Loser is they can do all the workouts, they can count all their calories, but if they don't get to that personal level of what are my priorities in life, why do I do the things that I do, what is, what is my motivation, what keeps me waking up every morning, being glad that I'm me and, and, and with, a, with a purpose in my life, if you never get to that level, you will not be successful. You won't get that balance and and there will be this fallback. And and the almost all the contestants that do get to that level, they are successful and they keep the weight off and they find that balance in their life. And I think that uh in a way you and I have experienced the same the same thing uh over these years that we've we've been trying to live a healthier life. It's it's like the fitness and and, and nutrition, that's only the beginning. There's so much more to explore, and it, it feels good to be working on, on that level as well and to, to, to be able to experience uh, the difference like you did these, these past two weeks. 
that is uh, that's that's great. I, I'm so thankful to have put all the margin in my schedule and in my life, um, and 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 working out some systems and processes of of efficiently working, because I was able to enjoy the gift, and and in every sense of the term, the gift and the blessing that God had intended for this cruise to be, and I uh, had the most amazing time with my wife and kids, and. Uh, I, yeah, what I was thinking while you we were talking about this, I was like, this must have been quality time, not just for you personally, but for your whole family. This must have been a very uh, important and, and great experience, something that really uh, binds the family together. There's no doubt in my mind that this 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 cruise, this trip that we went on, will be something that all five of us will remember for the rest of our lives. And and it was and it was so important, as you said, because you you have been you you and I have been connected for quite some time, and you know how my life has been since I left my career in insurance. Um, you know, our our family, our just the five of us to be alone to to have this time together, it was so needed, and yeah. and and oh my gosh, it was amazing. Here here's here's the deal, I, believe it or not, we actually spent two days driving to Florida, two dr- days driving home from Florida, not a single fight took place among anyone. That can't be. That's impossible. Uh, that's, that, that's impossible. That is a mathematical, physical impossibility. Three kids, two parents, a car, two days, no fights. No, it, come on. It was out of this world. <laughs> It was. It's. It, I'm telling you. It was. It was beyond me how it happened. But it. I'm t- it was awesome. I think a lot of parents listening to this now are very, very envious. <laughs> they can, they cannot imagine something like that. I've never experienced that in my life. I never dreamed it possible. <laughs> I mean, we we can't. I mean, sometimes we can't drive ten miles down the road without a fight b- breaking out in the car. Uh, but but I mean this this was this is a total of four days yeah. and not a single fight. Are, usually our fights are, are a sign also of imbalance of some you know because there's someone who feels that you know I don't get enough attention or I don't get enough of this, and so the fact that there have not been fights to me is an indication that 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 balance was your whole family was was uh, had, was kind of found that balance during the during these two weeks. Yeah, I I think the, I think the family had such a desire to be together, and yeah. that was that was a huge part of it. Kim in the chat room says that maybe the kids were asleep the whole time; <laughs> they were drugged. <laughs> there were those times when you know one or the other might be asleep, and and it certainly was quieter in the car. But yeah, mm. it, it, this trip was amazing, Father Roderick. I, I can't even tell you. Uh, and, sure. and and the whole idea of coming back after literally ten days, ten mm-hmm. solid days back to back of being away from my business coming home and and the the first day back I didn't immediately jump back into work I had told everybody that I would be back on Wednesday the 23rd which was yesterday we got back Monday evening you know what I did on Tuesday I sat upstairs all day long and just sat back and relaxed now I did have my my MacBook in my lap and sure. I was I was responding to some emails but but still very relaxed just taking it easy I didn't respond to all the emails and get this. Now, I will share with you that Monday night I did get on the scale. And uh, and and I won't give it. I mean, there are plenty of reasons uh, why I gained what I gained. But I, I gained eight pounds in the course of 11 days. That's and a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. However, 
However, at the same time, yesterday, I, I nowhere near being caught up with all my emails. Nowhere mm. near. And uh, all the other work that, that needs to be accomplished. But at 2 o'clock yesterday, I, I said, you know what? I, I had just went into gspncommunity.com and, and posted my updates and my weight gain and, and talked to people about why I gained that weight and how I knew what happened and, and stuff like that. And I had shared all that. And I said, now, here's the deal, though. I'm not fretting over this. And here's what I'm going to do about it. And I said, as soon as I'm finished uh, answering the last couple uh, notes here in the community uh, site, getting caught up with what's been going on while I'm away, I'm going out for a walk. And at 2.10 yesterday afternoon, I walked from 2.10 in the afternoon until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I walked five miles and burned 638 calories. And check this out. Last night, I'm pulling up my Lose It application. And, and by the way, I ate a great breakfast yesterday. I ate a great lunch yesterday. Matter of fact, I had 500 calories for lunch yesterday. Um, I had a great dinner last night, even had a snack after dinner. And when it was all said and done, I went to bed last night with a deficit. I was 858 calories under budget. Hmm. And that's even after, and of course, I ate 1,329 calories during the day. So I was still over my 1,200 calories consumed. But at, when I went to bed, I had been under budget by 858 calories. My friends, a, a two-hour walk is great for the physical activity and calorie burning. <laughs> it certainly is. What do you think was the uh, the biggest contributor to the weight gain? Because I, I know that on these cruises, the food is great and uh it, it kind of sneaks in you don't really realize how much you're eating i mean was it breakfast was it more dinner was it snacks was it i don't know what the answer to your question is yes <laughs> all of that all of it. here here's the here's the deal breakfast for me and i've shared this many times breakfast for me normally consists of two eggs uh and let's see here a half ounce of bacon a half ounce of cheese and a sprinkling of green onion, which is mm-hmm. 250 calories. Yeah. All right. And I and I use some low, like actually zero calorie uh, cooking spray in the pan to keep it from sticking. Mm-hmm. On the cruise, here's what my breakfast consisted of: an omelet made by the people on the ship. You know. Uh-huh. Now, of course, they're putting like probably about a hundred calories worth of butter in the pan. <laughs> they they don't scoop in just two eggs. They they dump in a whole ladle of eggs, which was probably about three and a half eggs, uh, right. probably about an ounce and a half of cheese, probably about an ounce of bacon, and that's my omelet. Now, of course, you know that would be a that would be breakfast all in of itself, and more calories than what I'm usually used to taking in in the morning anyway. But since they did have fresh bagels with a toaster and. And raspberry preserves, I had two bagels with my my omelet. And, oh, gosh, there were some sausage links, and I had about three or four sausage links. And I had about a, two or three slices of bacon. Oh, like an 800-calorie uh, breakfast. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So I'm walking away from breakfast with eight or 900 calories uh-huh. at least. Yeah, 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 and so, and it's all downhill from there. And when you're not counting your <laughs> calories because you don't know how many calories is on all this stuff, and it's like, and you're, ex- and, and you know what, I, I got into total layback mode, and 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 you know, it just go on with the flow, and 
and stuff. And and you don't. Here's here's the here's the two contributing factors to why I don't think that I really kept up with it. Number one, it I was dis, I feel like I almost deceived myself in thinking how much I was actually getting in physical activity. Somebody says, "Did you use the fitness center on the ship?" Mary asked that in the chat room. And yes, mm-hmm. I did go one day. <laughs> I did the first day, uh, and then after that, I you know the thing is, is the ship was very long, and I'm walking back and forth on the ship all day long, and I'm thinking I must be burning a bunch of calories. Well, the <laughs> thing is, is it doesn't matter how many times I walk back and forth on the ship. I mean, I, I if I walked back and forth that ship, you know, 14 times, I might burn off the calories from breakfast, but that doesn't <laughs> answer for those lunch and dinner. Uh, calories. So yeah, right. there, there, it, it just got to the point where, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't actually over, here's the one thing, you know, I may have gained quite a bit of weight because, because again, I was relatively to what I was eating phys, physically inactive, even though I felt like I was pretty physically active, but for the amount of calories that I ate, it makes perfect sense why I gained as much as I did. But, yeah. Well, but, yeah, sorry. The, but the thing is though, is, is that, um, you know, when it comes down to it, I didn't do what I would have done had I not had this health focus. And that Hmm. is if I wouldn't have, you know, like, for example, they had this pizza buffet that's open like from like six o'clock in the morning until one o'clock in the morning. And yeah. And, and, and by the way, their pizza is not bad pizza. It was great pizza. Um, (laughs) And I was really hoping it would really be horrible pizza, but it wasn't. Pizza is my number one downfall. There, there's no question about that. And and even though you might limit yourself to one slice or maybe at the most two slices of pizza, it doesn't matter if you go three or four times throughout the day. It's, yeah. it's still it's still it's still five or six slices when basically what you're saying is your previous you would have sunk the ship. That's the thing. I did not oh, at, not a single day on that ship did I ever walk away from the from from a meal or from eating where I felt like I was just like, oh, I can't move. Stuffed, yeah. You know, and, and, and there was every day that possibility was there. So, yeah, I gained some weight. But you know what? I, I, I didn't check my weight this morning. I would be willing to say that this weight's going to come off fairly quickly. I think so, too. And don't underestimate the benefits uh, of the rest that it gave you and, uh, well, just the relaxing like that for two weeks. Weight gain and stress often go hand in hand, and uh, so this might actually have beneficial, very beneficial effects in the in the long run, as long as you uh, just go back to what what you did to be successful so far, which is just count the calories and get get into with the walk and uh, do some physical exercise, and you should be okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be just fine, and and so I'm very excited to be back. Now I'm waiting to hear though. Uh, you got some notes in here about uh, the biggest loser tips, some things that uh, came up this week. Yeah, well, I've been um, uh, trying to catch up on the Biggest Loser, and uh, I thought I could watch the two episodes that I hadn't seen yet uh, before we recorded the show. And actually, I I just got stuck in the first, uh, the, the, not not the past episode, but the episode before that. So you might actually have seen that that one, it was the one with the the train. Um, and uh, I thought it was a fun challenge because they had to kind of push a train, and then um, they had to. Uh, there were questions about so what has the most calories, and there were these bags, these big bags full of walnuts, eggs, peanuts, pinto beans, bananas, and rice. And then the question uh, on the there were flags on the track, 
and when they passed the flag, they had to throw out the bag with what they thought would contain the most calories. And then the next question was, which bag has the most sodium? Which bag has the stuff that has most protein? And it was a disaster. Both, both crews, both teams had only one good answer. And all the rest was messed up. It was like, oh, come on, it's not that hard. So, so we, we, can, we can try it out uh, for the listeners if they've not seen the show. This is, this, the, the ingredients were walnuts, eggs, peanuts, pinto beans, bananas, and rice. So most calories. Now, I guess everybody would, 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 if you know a little bit about nuts and how many calories are in nuts, they're very healthy, but they're all very heavy as well. So that was walnuts. Both teams had that one. And sodium, no one got it right. And actually, I, I, at first I was like, hmm, I don't know, sodium? Uh, no sodium in bananas, no sodium in rice, at least not uncooked. Sodium pinto beans, I was like, ah, oh, pinto beans, that must be the fiber. Peanuts? Nah. And so it turned out eggs, and I kind of, by elimination, I kind of guessed that it had to be the eggs, but I didn't know that there was sodium in eggs. Is there sodium in eggs without huh? you adding salt? Apparently. Huh. And that must be, that, I didn't know that either, but I guess that it's because of the sodium that's in the food that the chickens eat, I guess. I have no so idea. Sodium yeah. in eggs. So that was the hardest one. And then protein. Um, the, most of the, both teams guessed eggs for the protein. Actually, was peanuts. Um, and that was kind of easy because, you know, lots of protein in peanuts. It's, it's a great uh, way to, you know, if you have a little bit of a, like a hunger, how do you call it? A hunger pinch or a hunger? Uh, just when I usually record this show with you when it's dinner time over here in the Netherlands. And so right before I record the show, I'm starting to get a little bit hungry. Oftentimes I just take some peanuts you know, a handful of peanuts, and that will, because of the protein, it will keep me feel full, uh, full for 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 at least an hour. Um, so that was fiber. Well, beans. I was like, that. That's again, that's easy. Uh, beans are a, a source of a very rich source of, of fiber. Um, so actually, what you often have in these uh, on these cruises with breakfast, they have like these beans, white beans and tomato sauce, and uh, well, that's actually. Very healthy, there's this, except for the sugar that's in the tomato sauce. The beans themselves are a very rich source of uh, of fiber and and other good stuff. And then sugar, bananas, kind of easy, and carbs, rice. Yeah, and that's something yeah. I I learned uh, by counting calories, and it stunned me. I remember the first time that I looked up because I love rice. I've been you know here in Holland, people love potatoes. My mom was from, uh, I had a Chinese mom. And so we, we never ate potatoes. My, my dad didn't even like potatoes. So we often ate rice. And so I grew up just cooking rice all the time. And then I looked it up. I was like, wow, that's a lot of calories for just a bit of even brown rice, you know? And so, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. (laughs) I want to share something with you and I'm going to have to pause for a second while I yell for Stephanie, because I need her to tell me this. Oh, she left. Okay. Oh, never mind. My Parker, my 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 intern here at GSPN, tells me that she's already left. So, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, gosh, I wish I knew what it was. It, does anybody in the chat room know this, or maybe Father Roderick, you know this? Is do you know of a a vegetable that looks like a carrot, but it's not a carrot at all? It's 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 bigger and and has a completely different color. Uh, beetroot or definitely not a beetroot. 
Uh, no, no, that's kind of round. Um, is it sharp? Is it? Um, it looks. Like, it's shaped just like a carrot. It's just fatter. Pars- parsnip. Parsnip. I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what it is. Ah, parsnip. or turnip. Or turnip. No, it was definitely parsnip. Parsnip. Okay, cool. Right, so that that looks like a carrot, right? Uh huh. Okay. Have you ever had parsnip? No. Oh my gosh, neither have I. And my <laughs> wife. Okay, check this out. My wife found a recipe and she cooked some she cooked this kind of like a, a beef stew uh-huh. in, inside of the slow cooker, the crock pot. And this and and she basically had this recipe where she, you take this uh parsnip and the way she had chopped it up, I am not kidding you. Um I I was sitting there, I was eating this beef stew that she made for dinner. And mm-hmm. and I'm eating this. And it's like, man, this is really good, and I I really like how these potatoes taste. And she goes, "There's no potatoes in there, huh?" And I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "There's no potatoes in there." And I'm oh, like, wow. "What is that?" She goes, "Parsnip." And mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, if you ever have uh, like a, a, a like a beef stew or or yeah. a vegetable soup, ah oh, man, parsnip is amazing. It's really good. I don't yeah, know. I don't know that, what the health benefits are, but but it was in the, a, chat, in the chat room. People are raving about parsnip. Um, getting some uh, actually in Holland. It turns out before the potato was was discovered or imported, uh, people were used to eating parsnip all the time. Uh, so I've I've never tasted it. I it, it looks weird. It looks like a brown carrot, indeed. Yep. And uh, it's not something that I would automatically choose when doing my groceries. I'll be honest with you. If my wife would have told me that, you know, before I started eating it, you know, Mm -hmm. that there was parsnip, I would have considered not eating it just because it's so different. But but my wife didn't tell me. I mean, I knew she had bought some parsnip and I knew she said she was going to make a recipe. But the way that she had kind of... um, I guess uh, she she shaved off the skin and and then cut it up in little chunks. They looked like little tiny round potatoes, oh. and uh, and she didn't. It's like I just ate them, and I was just assuming that they were potatoes, and they tasted a lot do, like potatoes. Do you boil them or do you um, fry them? Well, she did This was a this was a slow cooker, so it, it's it's it was just cooking in the in the liquids of of yeah. the thing. So, I guess you would boil them. I don't know. I, you know, I'm gonna try it out tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced. I want to. I want to give this a try. It looks awesome. Yep. So anyway, uh, it, that was very interesting. But you know, going back to what you were talking about, though, the the different calories. Um, I I think I probably would have been stumped on the protein because I know that walnuts and peanuts and beans are all very high in in in, in, in the uh, protein. But I think you're probably right. If I would have seen the options, I I would have been able to weed out the pinto beans into the fiber category. Well, yeah, because you know that in peanuts there's not much fiber, in eggs there's not much fiber, walnuts neither. Yeah. So it's kind of by elimination. But then again, the, the tricky thing was that once you throw out the wrong bag for one question, you have to throw out something else for the next question, and that was kind of the stupid thing. And what I really thought was dumb was that at the end of the challenge, they don't tell you what it, what the right answers were. What? So, completely missed an, a, an opportunity for, for education. Uh, well, uh, well, the red team won. Yeah. And, and, and there was this little sign that said, um, go to NBC.com or something like that. So I went to NBC.com 
hoping to find at least an article explaining this nowhere to be found i had to google it i had to google biggest loser walnuts eggs peanuts pinto beans bananas right and that brought me to an article of, of some nutritionist who, who kind of that gave the right answers yeah uh, man they do that all the time it's like the most important element i think of the show is is the education it's teaching people and and it's Every year they reduce that more and more and more. I mean, there was this little snippet by Jillian about um, you could do these, what was it, walking crunches because building muscle is building your fat-burning machine. It's like a two-second thing just before they go into a break. Uh, like, I want more of that. I cannot believe that that the viewers wouldn't like that. I mean, you, you want to feel that you've learned something after watching for two hours. Well, the, sh- the, show, the show does a really good job of showing you that it's hard work and physical activity that, that, that is a part of the equation. They actually, I, I think the one thing they do very well is, especially with Jillian, um, is they show you that it's a lot of psychological, you know, the emotional eating and, and getting behind the root cause I think they do a really good job of that, but man, they real they really do mess it up more and more every single season when it comes to the ability to train people about nutrition. And the thing is, is we know from talking to contestants from the show uh, we've interviewed, we know that they actually train them about the nutrition stuff. Oh yeah, it's very important. It's it's essential to their success. That if you know the gym. And the kitchen are the two most important locations of the of the Biggest Loser range. That's where it happens. That's where the contestants lose, win or lose. All the rest is just uh, decoration. Yeah, but I don't know. So, so Father Roderick, <laughs> did you get a chance to listen to that episode of the uh, the Jillian Michael show? Yes, there are two episodes now, and both of them are are pretty cool. And it's totally Jillian back in the saddle. Uh, and it it totally is a podcast, and they actually they mentioned that in the second uh, in the second show because at one at one point Jillian is is again bashing some you know big company, and then her co-host what's her name again um, Janice Janice he's like oh I don't know if you can say that and then Jillian is well now I can yeah I've had problems in the past but this is my show this is my podcast I can do what I I can say what I want <laughs> nice I love it. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It's really it. It is Jillian Michaels, pure unleashed, uh, and it's high energy and and really educational. I mean, she totally makes up for all the lack of education in the Biggest Loser show. Well, and, uh, well, Kim in our chat room over here says, uh, "Loving the new Jillian podcast. She really lets it go." Yeah, <laughs> and the cool thing is, she does answer listeners' questions. So people do call in, just like they did on uh, when she was still on. What was it, KCRW? And uh, so they can ask questions. And she, she I, I always love that aspect. It's almost like you, you call uh, your personal trainer, and you get and and a lot of the questions of the listeners are well questions that we all have. And so it, it's it, it provides her with a great occasions to explain and to uh, go into detail. There are a few things that I I don't like that much, especially when she goes into the whole food supplement thing. And, you know, she has a, she's made quite a bit of money with all those supplements and I'm like, yeah, meh. just stick to, uh, to the basics. <laughs> as, as soon as uh, it, it becomes a chemistry show, I'm, I'm not really that interested anymore. But, right. Uh, 
Oh, well, pays the bills, I guess, for her. So <laughs> I hear there's been a little bit of a health scare there in the Netherlands. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, this was uh, big news this past week about chicken. Now, both of us know that chicken is it can be very healthy in a in a balanced diet because of the the it's it's quality meat, especially chicken breast. It is uh, not much fat, and it gives you a lot of um, uh, building stones for your for your muscle, especially if you do a lot of workout, you know, a lot of walking, a lot of running. Um, a chicken can be very helpful in in um, in in giving you the protein and all the other nutritional elements that you need to to Keep building up those those muscles. Well, turns out that uh, researchers, and this is this is serious research. This is done by I don't know laboratory. This is not kind of a, a newspaper that just wants to have a scoop. But researchers have found a proven relationship between uh, the, uh, the 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 chicken chicken meat and the presence in chicken of antibiotics. And the growing uh, resistance to antibiotics in humans. Now, you, you might have heard of uh, these situations where, uh, where in a in a in a hospital, uh, they have to close down the, the hospital and decontaminate everything because there's this resistant bacteria that has that has been somehow you know introduced in the food chain or someone, and and all the people in the hospital get sick and 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 antibiotics just don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. But, We've had many situations in the past where, you know, people just died, even people that were just in the hospital because of a broken wrist, but they were in a, in a you know, of advanced age and they got contaminated with that bacteria and they just, nothing worked anymore. And it's because this, these bacteria have become immune to antibiotics. Well, it turns out these, these researchers have found out that um, that resistance probably comes from, or the, the resistant bacteria, I have to be more precise, the resistant bacteria, the infection with the bacteria comes from eating chicken. And uh, their theory is that uh, because, uh, and, and this is about chicken that is non-organic. So the, the regular chicken that you find in the supermarket, raised in a couple of weeks, um, they give these chickens, and, and, and this is part, true in Holland, this is true in, in many other countries, it's definitely true in, in the United States. Uh, they give these chickens antibiotics all the time, even before they get sick, um, because the way they are raised is that they, they put these thousands of chickens in, in this one barn. Um, they live there for six weeks in their own excrement. The whole floor is covered in poop, basically for six weeks and they, they don't clean it because that would be way too expensive. And so after six weeks, when these chickens are, are fat and uh, they, they're brought to the slaughterhouse, then they clean the floor and then the whole cycle begins again. Now, because these, these animals are living basically for six weeks, their whole lifespan on their sitting on their own poop, they get sick because it's a, it's a, usually it's hot in there and it's a huge, you know, it's like a growing container for, for bacteria and all sorts of illnesses. And so and to prevent these chickens from, from dying, they give all these chickens a preventive uh, medicine, antibiotics. Now, because of that systematic uh, inoculation of these animals, the bacteria that live there, they get used to it. They become immune. And then when you eat contaminated chicken meat, 
that's when you get that immune bacteria. And so if you, and if you are in a risk uh, uh, demographic, like for instance, you have, uh, I think they found out it was mostly with people with urinary tract infections and that sort of stuff, that bacteria will just take over. And there is no cure for that anymore. And people die. And so it's, um, I, when reading that, I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, the, the government does so much to kind of prevent people from smoking and warning for the dangers. But they should now warn us for eating non-organic chicken. And for me, it was the final straw. I was like, that's it. I'm no longer going to eat, you know, regular chicken. I'm just going to get organic meat. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of eating stuff. And I didn't know, you know, and, and then you start, you know, Googling on the web and you read articles. And I found out that actually Holland is the country in Europe where animals get the most antibiotics of the entire, you know, of, 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 of all of Europe. It's the worst country. I wow. thought that we're in a country where, you know, these things were well regulated and, you know, the government would, would protect this. Well, it turns out not at all. And so what the government said, or the politicians, is like, well, we, we think we believe in the market mechanism. And so the market will self-adjust. The industry will uh, self-adjust and they will come up with measures. No need for the government to be uh, involved in that. Well, it turns out that the, the whole industry was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll, we'll fix this. No problem. And then they didn't even verify whether they did anything. Well, it turns out they didn't. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And so basically when I'm eating non-organic meat here in the Netherlands, I'm just poisoning myself. I, I, I'm, <laughs> ah, it was really scary. Yeah. And, uh, and then I read, you know, and of course the big problem is that a lot of people have with organic food, and we talked about it on this show as well, is like, well, well hey, but the difference, the price difference between regular chicken and organic chicken is outrageous. I mean, uh, chicken breast um, f from a non-organic chicken can be, well, one euro 50, let's say two, two bucks. A organic chicken breast, that can be as much as six or seven bucks. So that's, that's like four times or three or four times more than you would pay for regular chicken. But the, 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 it's because of these, these organic chickens, they've had the time to just run around. That's why they don't get ill. They are healthy, healthy chickens. And so they don't need all that, all that, you know, chemistry tweaking and everything. And so uh, healthy meat will, will keep me healthy. And so well, I was like, okay, where am I going to spend my money on? I'd rather spend it on, you know, more, perhaps more expensive chicken, but then at least I won't spend it on healthcare uh, costs. Right. And, and exactly. And the thing is, is of course, if we would all become wise to this and we all bought more organic there would be more business for organic farmers and they wouldn't have to charge as much. The The reason why the other stuff is so cheap is because they mass produce it because people are just buying it left and right. If if people yeah. stopped buying that crap, uh, literally, um, then then basically what would happen is 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 they those those mass produced manufacturers, they'd have to be they'd have to be they would be forced to find a more humane way to to raise these chickens and to not uh, put them in environments that require these antibiotics. One thing I do want to say, though, um, Father Roderick, is uh, here, I don't know about the Netherlands, but uh, oftentimes here in the States, uh, if you live in a an area where you have a local poultry farm, mm -hmm. which Stephanie and I do, uh, we have a poultry farm that's close by, and they're, it's run by a family. The thing is, 
is they do not they're not allowed to call what they have uh, as organic. So they can't be they can't call themselves an organic chicken mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. whatever because you have to pay for the licensing and uh, all the other things that go with that to be to be able to call yourself legally organic food. Um, and, 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 it, and it all goes back to the fact that, you know, I mean, for them to call themselves organic, it would have to increase the cost that they, you know, they charge us for this chicken, uh, meat or this turkey that we buy from there. But, um, one of the things I can tell you though, is, is look to see if you can find a farm in your area and, and they will actually call it naturally, do they call it natural grown, naturally grown could be, yeah. I think that's the other word. Is I saw stuff in the supermarket as well where it's not really, you know, organic or they call it biological over here, which is kind of stupid because every meat is biological. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, and then they have like the, the the very cheap meat, and then they've got something in between where you, you know, it, yes, it's it's uh, it's much less. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it doesn't. Um, uh, have all it doesn't comply to all the regulations, but it is definitely a lot better than that that industrial meat. Yeah, yeah. So, and and it's not necessarily that they're not complying to all the regulations. We don't know if they are or not. Uh, and and the reason why we don't know, I mean, if they if they actually certified as organic, we would know because they would be required to prove that they're always meeting those guidelines. Uh, but oftentimes, the naturally grown means that you know they, they they've obviously decided to say no antibiotics and and to to follow through for the re- same reasons that organic farmer or farmers would but uh they they just don't go through the the red tape of being called yeah. organic and and so uh the, the, my recommendation is if you're going to do that uh go to the farm personally and right. and talk with the people and and ask them and 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 Look, really find out where yeah. your food's coming from absolutely and uh, so to me, this was a big wake-up call because I thought, you know, all of this stuff, the antibiotics and hormones, that only happens in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> like, turns out I'm living in a danger zone here, and this, the industry is just as corrupt as anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, it's uh, – and then uh, the article also said that, that uh, actually the Dutch eat uh, from all the countries in Europe, eat the least organic so they they just they, it's probably because they're very you know they 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 like their money so <laughs> they don't want to spend it on food <laughs> so uh that was um that yeah was interesting and then you know just to to wrap things up here at the end of the show uh you've you've um told your uh, your situation in terms of weight uh i uh, nothing special in my case i'm uh, still hovering uh, around uh, my uh, ideal weight uh what was it again when i stepped on the scale uh, 156 pounds which is about uh, 70.7 kilograms and uh but in terms of running i wow i made some progress i i did 15 miles uh past sunday and i was really proud because it was freezing um but um yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, of course, when I, when I run these huge distances, I don't really have to count calories because I usually have a deficit of 2,000 calories or something at the end of the day. You almost need a big bag of chips to make up for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, eat another pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Hey, I see in my chat room over here, uh, Richard Emblem uh, just says, he says, I'm living a balanced life, but when I, uh, let's see, when I... 
Basically, he's getting his uh, left hip replaced on Saturday. He's been dealing with an issue that has been going on for many years now. And and I tell you, I've been watching Richard's journey and his uh, desire to to walk that 10,000 steps a day. And, and many days he, he worked himself up to 8,000, 9,000 and, and, uh, and just continued to see. But he's certainly been struggling a lot with a, a great deal of pain due to a condition that he's had. And and uh, after a long wait, he's finally going in. And on this Saturday, he's going to be having his hip replaced. So I'm going to be praying for him. And I encourage the other folks out there to uh, pray for him as well. And uh, we want to hear how things are going for you guys. Give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number, 859 795 Four zero six seven is the phone number. We want to hear about what's going on in your pursuit of a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. Father Roderick, where can they find you online? I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash Father Roderick. And that will lead you to all the good stuff, including my brand new podcast series dedicated to the Hobbit movies that are currently starting production in New Zealand. It's called The Secrets of the Hobbit. It's, uh, it's very cool if you're a Tolkien nut. Very cool. cool. <laughs> and you are also on Twitter and uh, in many other places, right? Yeah, you can find I, me on Twitter is the best place to go, and that's twitter.com, twitter.com, twitter.com <laughs> slash GSPN, which stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Would love to connect with you guys there, and, and of course, that will lead you to all kinds of other wonderful places. Folks, thank you for tuning in, and of course, until next time, we encourage you to live a more balanced and healthy lifestyle, and uh, we'll be back again next week. <laughs>